Welcome to Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. You can watch the show live or on demand on the YouTube channel or on Facebook. Just search for Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. You can also watch the show live on Twitch. We're going to get right into it today. I'm very excited about this review. I've got my frequent co-host Neve on to uh, discuss and review The Black Phone. Uh, looking forward to this movie for quite a while. I know when I've spoken to Neve, uh, probably almost a year ago, because the movie was supposed to come out last year. Uh, we're looking forward to it, so we're, we're very happy we're both able to see it. But before we get into the review, let me introduce my frequent co-host. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you know Neve. She is from the UK. She is a horror fan, and more importantly, she is a true crime blogger. So Neve, introduce yourself to the audience and uh, tell them where they can find your work. Oh, hiya. As you mentioned there, my name's Neve. I'm a true crime blogger. Uh, you can find my stuff at uh, crimeinmypocket.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well, then, at crimeinmypocket to keep up with any new posts and new content. Excellent, excellent. And uh, again, if you are a true crime fan, check out her blog. It's really uh, fantastic. As I said before, it, it, it's a it's a deep dive into certain cases, but she does it in a concise way, so you you can... You can read through one of her blogs pretty quickly, and uh, you go through a lot of them, actually, which is great, and you get a lot of great information, and she's a, a wealth of knowledge on that. She does a, a lot of hard work on that. It's a, a passion of hers. But her other passion, which is what led her to me in the podcast, mm. is horror movies. So uh, we're going to talk about The Black Phone. Before we get into our discussion, I'm going to give a little background on the movie. Now, this movie is of particular interest to me for a couple of reasons. One... I saw the trailer last year, and uh, if you've seen any of the the promotional materials for this film, and I think what drew me in initially is, is a visual uh, of the mask that Ethan Hawke's character wears uh, mm. in the trailer and in the poster. Pretty pretty disturbing, pretty creepy. It kind of kind of brought me in. And then when I first saw the initial trailer, what it was about. Now, normally, and I'll get into it more when we talk about the review. Uh, you know, Ethan Hawke's character is a is called the Grabber. He's a he's a serial child murderer. So Normally, that's not the kind of subject matter that I would really go into and or watch as a film because I have two small kids, so that kind of hits me a little bit differently than it did before I had kids. But the way the the trailer presented itself was very alluring, honestly, and as I was interested, and, and plus to see Ethan Hawke really play a bad guy, he's never really done that per se. Uh, mm-hmm. So all of that interested me as well. So that's what got me into wanting to see the film. And then, of course, I, I reached out to Neve. Uh, this was months and months ago when the movie was probably supposed to come out, and then it got pushed back. But uh, a little history of the film. The other uh, interesting thing about the movie is the movie is directed by Scott Derrickson and co-written by Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill. Now, if Scott Derrickson's name sounds familiar, he directed the first Doctor Strange. And he also directed another film that Neve and I reviewed on one of our Halloween episodes, which is Sinister, which mm-hmm. also actually starred Ethan Hawke. So we're both big fans of that film. Uh, so it was interesting to see him kind of return back to his horror roots. He was actually supposed to direct the Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, uh, which I'm actually going to review next week. I finally saw it on Disney plus. I'll have my, I have some distinct opinions on that movie. Uh, Sam Raimi took over that one, but that's not for this show. But, Derrickson was going to direct the second Doctor Strange as well. He had either creative differences, something happened. He ended up leaving the movie. So instead of doing that film, he did this film, The Black Phone. So The Black Phone takes place in Colorado in the late 70s. And uh, we are introduced to the character of Finney and his sister Dawn. Or excuse me, his sister Gwen, I'm sorry. And uh, as the movie opens, it sets it up. You know, they go to school. Uh, they are, they're 
their parents are actually their mother has passed away so their dad a widower played by actually the great actor jeremy davies who uh has been in a lot of great movies but i remember him uh, mostly from saving private ryan um he is their dad he's an alcoholic he's abusive uh finney gets bullied in school and uh and his sister kind of sticks up for him actually even though she's the younger sister and uh as we find out the movie sets it up there is a series of kidnappings of uh teenage boys young boys uh, and they cannot figure out who it is and what ends up happening is Finney ends up actually becoming the latest victim kidnap victim of the person that's called the grabber which is played by Ethan Hawke and uh, as that's how the film sets up he takes him captive and then uh, as he's he's put in a cellar a big you know walled basement actually cellar if you want to call it and there is a black phone in this room that doesn't work it's not functioning and uh the phone starts to ring finney picks it up and he hears conversations from what appears to be the other victims of the grabber that have died and are trying to help him get out so that's the simple premise of the film the film is based on a short story by joe hill that was written in 2004 and joe hill is actually stephen king's son so uh that's uh that's kind of the setup there so I'm going to let Neve get in here and talk about the, the discussions because I actually have a odd reaction to this movie and I'm really I'm excited to talk to Neve about it. I want to get her thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But Neve, go ahead and give me your takes on, on what I've talked about as far as the plot and what, what you thought about the movie. Uh, you saying there about you having an odd reaction, I, I think I sort of have the same. Um, for me, I think because like, like you say, it's about child murder and things. I initially went into it already feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess uncomfortable would be the right word because, it, like you said, it's about child murders and all that sort of uh, stuff. But the the plot was was interesting, like you say, about the mask as well. That was that was really creepy, and it was interesting again. Like I've only ever, I'm not really, don't really know much of Ethan Hawke's work anyway. Only Sinister, I really know him from. So it was interesting to see him like in this other role of this horrible, really terrifying character. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like I said, if you, you know, his, his work, I mean, he's been, he's essentially, he was a child actor. He's been acting since he was a a young boy. Uh, So he's had a pretty long career Mm. and and a varied work, but yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I was thinking that I thought maybe because I don't know much of his work. I was thinking, mm -hmm. is he just not, is is much of his stuff not that big in the UK? Is he just a bigger deal in the US? Maybe because like I said, it's just sinister. I know him from. Yeah, maybe. I mean, some of the films he's done in the United States that are that you probably would know. I mean, he was in Dead Poet Society, the Robin, the film with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, a film in the '90s, kind of a Generation X film called Reality Bites that Ben Stiller directed. So it was Stiller, Ethan Hawke, Winona Ryder, uh, Janine Garofalo. So he's been in, yeah. So and he's done a lot of independent work as well. Yeah. Um, he did a film with Paul Schrader, the director. It's called First Performed. I haven't seen that one. And uh, he's done over the last ten or fifteen years. He's done more. Um, independent film, smaller movies. Now, obviously, he's done Sinister. He's done this film. He's in the. He's actually in the Marvel television series, uh, Moon Knight. He's the villain actually in that series. I haven't watched it on Disney Plus. Uh, but yeah, like I said, he's been he's been around for a long time. But yeah, if you don't, yeah, I don't know how big his films are in the UK. That's a good question. Obviously, not that mm-hmm. that big because you don't you really are not familiar with his work other than in Sinister. Yeah. So yeah, so my thing was, and when I talk about my odd reaction to the movie, when I saw the trailer, I, I, like I said, I had trepidation about it, even though it had Ethan Hawke because of the subject matter. 
And it's funny, after I watched the film and formulated my opinion, I'd read a couple of reviews, and it was funny that some of the reviews were kind of where I was going on this page. And I thought the movie was good. It's weird because I was I was afraid it was going to be really... What's the word I'm looking for? The movie... Here's the best way to put it. And it was and I was surprising, and, it, and, it, and it's ironic for me because I think it actually dings my overall impression of the movie. I actually was afraid it was going to be really, really dark, and it actually mm. was not. No. Like, I thought it, I came in with preconceived notions about what it was going to be, um, yeah. which made me uncomfortable. And the ironic part was it, the movie didn't it didn't push it that way. Now, that may be a good thing. I, I, I'm actually, that's why I'm, I'm kind of, I, this is one of the, this is the first movie I think I've ever reviewed where... I'm not sure it's it, the creative choices. I'm not sure if I liked them or, or wish he would. I actually wish the movie would have been a little bit darker, which is which is strange coming from me, mm. considering the subject matter. Now, not to say that that, and I think a lot of it is the way it was. It, it it became to me, for good or for bad, however you think, is it became more of an escape movie than a yeah. than a horror film. Which that's that's fine. I think I was looking for or expecting more horror and less of the escape part of it and i'm not even saying that as a criticism i think i I think i had such preconceived notions of what this movie was going to be based Mm. on what i saw on the trailer and uh even though i knew that he was that he was going to i mean they they tell you in the trailer there's no spoilers here so if you watch the trailer the trailer shows that at some point he does escape where he's at but that he's still in danger so that that none of that is 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 what we're talking about here. A spoiler. If you've seen the trailer, then you, you already know that part of it. But even with that with that knowledge going in, I just thought, and which is ironic because, like I said, I was afraid it was going to be too dark and not to the point where I wouldn't have enjoyed it as an entertaining film. Like Sinister to me is much darker than this movie. You do. Uh, you see a lot more violence. In yes. Sinister, and I was worried going into this that you would see a lot of graphic violence, mm-hmm. and you know that it might go a bit far perhaps talking about sexual abuse and i thought i'm not i'm i don't want to see that i've done not i'm not i don't want that from a film yeah so i was a bit concerned you saying about it turning into an escape film i did quite enjoy that avenue especially like like you said you know we escaped from the trailer but with every because there's failed attempts and stuff throughout the film as well mm-hmm. it does sort of hit you like oh well is he going to escape and that that's a good build up i did like the avenue it took there with the escape and going off the sort of like i said no violence or anything like that yeah and that's the key i think to whether somebody's mm. going to really enjoy this film or not and like i said i i, I liked it and i'll give my van Gogh review at the end i, I like the movie i like ethan hawk's performance uh i probably would have liked and this is a minor criticism I, and it's, it's always tough with these movies because like you know we talk about a movie like halloween and michael myers where they give you just minimal backstory with this guy here with 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 the grabber as he plays him, I, I I would have liked a little bit more backstory about why he's doing what he's doing. It didn't have to be a whole long thing about it, but it, it was they they really give no reason. No, that he's I doing what he's doing that. because and, he looks at this a film that portrays just you know your standard sort of serial killer, violent offender, you know, child serial killer, and there was no backstory or anything that would. Which this is a path that interested me, obviously being a true crime blogger. Right. about like you know what kind of why is he doing this what kind of serial killer or is he that or you know what kind of offender is he so seeing the no backstory i agree with that was a bit disappointing but then i did think is that setting up for some sort of sequel from it 
are they setting up to tell the story in perhaps another in another film or something from it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what I did hmm. uh, read, and like I said, when I read the reviews after, which is a good point, I think some of the criticisms of the people that didn't love the movie, because like I said, it was based on a short story, and there was always a danger when you adapt a short story as opposed to a novel to a film because you have the opposite problem with a novel with a novel you have to take stuff out because Mm. if you if you if you like literally film a novel it would be a five-hour movie um but with a short story sometimes you have to stretch because you don't have enough for a full movie screenplay and i haven't read the short story so i can't tell what was from the short story and what was put in so i'm sure i think there was i'm sure there were things put in by the by the screenwriters and um but it still seems thin in the sense like i said the backstory mm. of the grabber um the the other major part of the story like i said we could talk about it because i actually liked uh gwen who's portrayed by Marilyn mcgraw yeah. i'm not familiar with her i thought she was excellent as the little sister yeah. and the movie uh shows her having basically psychic dreams mm. and the ability to see bad things happening and apparently they 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 don't insinuate, they actually stated outright uh, from the father's character that uh, the mother had a similar gift and that it ultimately drove her insane. Yeah. So they basically talk about that in the film and, and this is what kind of fuels his anger, alcoholism, and his abusiveness towards his kids. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, the, the Like I said, I think that was probably the most interesting part of the movie for me, actually. I thought her performance was great. I thought her her trying to reconcile this ability her, her father basically you know just giving her a very hard time about it and t- telling her basically to stop because basically mm-hmm. i'm sure it remind, reminded him of his of his wife and he didn't want her to go down that same path of of of, of mental illness but uh so i said there's some there's a lot of interesting things in the movie uh the kid that plays mm-hmm. finney i thought was good as well uh i thought uh, uh, on about the the sister gwen's character yeah, as well, on the other side of it yeah uh, with all the seer stuff the the dreams you're about a mother and you know whether it's mental illness psychic abilities all this bad stuff there was sort of a, a flip side to her that i really like is in she the way she swore all the time this little girl in yeah. pigtails and her swearing and it yeah. gave that nice comedic element nice little brick yes to undercut some and of i really enjoyed that from her as well as i really enjoyed the performance as a whole that way yeah it's a great performance well yeah when you're talking about her, her profanity especially when yeah. uh, when she's talking to the police when oh, they're yeah. questioning her because the, the, the police here are kind of i don't want to use the word no nah, not incompetent that's too that's too harsh they're definitely not top detectives uh they at least the way they were portrayed in the movie to me i mm. thought they were mediocre police officers at best because there was kind yeah. of a lot of things that they were letting i mean forget about the supernatural stuff and and i and i have no problem with her them not believing about her her psychic stuff that i get that because there's always skepticism mm. around that but of course the movie did show them actually believing her as the movie progressed and yeah. they realized that she was right about things so they they became more believers as the movie progressed but um yeah no she like i said she's probably that was my probably my favorite performance in the food film if I had to pick one uh like I yeah. said I thought everybody was fine Ethan Hawke was was really good but like I said I would have mm-hmm. liked to see more of what the motivation was um yeah. like I said not, it didn't have to be a lot just something a little nugget even if it was something to go oh this is kind of what happened it didn't have to give me the whole chapter yeah. and verse but just that would have been great and like I said it's it, it's a it's a weird it's like I said, this is the first movie I've, that I've I've expected something didn't get it and it, 
I don't even want to say, because like I said, I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I wouldn't, I don't even know how I feel about it. It was just, I think I was preparing, like I said, I was preparing myself for something really, to use the word sinister, sinister, darker, more menacing. Mm. And that's not what it was. And, 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 and maybe, and maybe that's intentional because maybe, like I said, I haven't read the short story. So I don't know how they, they, like I said, I don't know how they changed it. And I, and I don't know if maybe Derrickson's intention was knowing that the subject matter is what it is, that this was their intention all along just to make it more of a, you know, kind of cat and mouse game, you know, between, mm. you know, find, between him listening to the people on the phone, between him trying to uh, battle the grabber to make sure, you know. So it's a, it's a weird, <laughs> I don't know, like I said, I find myself kind of at a loss because I, I think I, I'm kind of glad it didn't go darker. But yet at the same time, I wish it maybe would have went a tad more darker than it was. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, 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 ba- I'm basically, I don't know. I'm baffled by this one. This is just an odd one for me. Mm. Uh, but again, overall, I liked the movie a lot. I liked, I liked, like I said, all the performances were good. I love the, the, the 70s setting. Um, I, I do like movies that kind of go back there because it's pre-technology. So there's no cell phones, yeah. no internet, no any of that stuff. So it kind of, it adds an element to the storytelling that, uh, I think helps, especially in this type of genre film. Cause obviously if this happens now, I mean, obviously, kids get kidnapped now, but you know, obviously, with the technology as it is now, sometimes mm. you're, you're able to facilitate a lot of things quicker than uh, you would back in the in the late '70s. So, uh, again, I overall, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, I th- I could tell people the good thing about my issues with the, not even issues, but the thing of the movie is if you're going into the movie or hesitant to see the movie because you think of the subject matter is really dark, I can at least tell you yeah. that you won't be it's not as bad as you think it's going to be so if it's something no. if it's a movie that you would be interested in I, I would definitely recommend it um uh, like i said it was an enjoyable time the movie wasn't very long it was an hour and 30 something i think a little over yeah. 90 minutes again and 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 my other reviews of movies over the past few weeks like i said it's you know more and more movies are, are tipping over the two and a half hour mark two hour 40 minutes and, and it, it, it better be worth it to be that but i think with this type yeah. of movie it's smart uh to keep it short I think if the movie was longer, um, like I said, the only thing that I would have liked to make it longer was be a slightly more backstory, which you could have added like five, ten minutes at the most. But it, it's it comes in as a tight movie, so like I said, but I, I enjoyed. Going to say as well, there was enough already in it as well. The way the story builds from what you hear from the you know from the the, the kids on the phone, then the dead kids on the phone, and things like that. There's enough in it to build up as well, even in just the hour and a half. So I don't. There's not really much need for it to be longer. Right, and and what I and the other and I'm thinking, and that made me think too. The other part of the movie that I did like a lot was mm. the the arc of Finney's character because obviously at the beginning of the film I didn't talk about it earlier, but at the beginning of the film he's bullied a lot, he's picked yeah. on a lot, and and it's a it's him finding his inner strength with the assistance of the kids that are on the phone to mm. to to combat this this you know obviously. Uh, lethal threat so i like that part of it a lot too so the, like i said there's a there's a lot about the movie i liked and like yeah. i said i just i just think and like i said i wish i could give a better explanation of what i was expecting as far as um the the horror elements and again like i said i don't i i wasn't disappointed it was just i was expecting a different movie i think that's probably the best way to put it i was expecting yeah. a different movie and it wasn't that but that's okay it's fine yeah. it was, i was expecting something different it was it was not and it was still enjoyable. So I'm going to give the black phone out of five Van Goghs for me. I'm going to give it three and a half. 
Uh, usually at four Van Goghs, that's, that, that's a movie I would see over and over again. Uh, I don't know if I would see this one over and over again, but I still did enjoy it, and it's enough for me to recommend it for people that are fans of Ethan Hawke, fans of this type of film. Uh, I would give it three and a half out of, of five. So what would you give it? Um, much like you, I was expecting a different film, but I was much more relieved with what, what we got, like I said, from the lack of violence and the lack of anything graphic, and be, uh, with it being more about escaping and speaking to the ghosts and that so i did really enjoy it as well but i think i'm going to stick on just a slightly lower three as well sort of middle tier it's a horror i enjoyed i would recommend it but again it's not one of my favorite favorites you know no i think i think we're on the same page on this one but so yeah, yeah definitely yeah it, like i said i think it's a fun uh you want to take some movie. like i said i think it's worth it sh- to check it out if you're a fan of it uh, like I said, if you if you are not or if you're turned off by graphic horror or really dark, uh, mm-hmm. then uh, this is a good one for you. Then it's 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 kind of a uh, mid level in the sense that it's not overly like you said overly dark, overly graphic, overly violent. Uh, Especially, film. it's more so with the involvement of children that I was a bit like I don't yeah. want to go into this seeing the violence and stuff because yeah. it is the storyline is about a child murderer. So right. With it being more what it was, I was really relieved, and I found it like much more enjoyable. That was more palatable, I suppose, without it being so graphic and uncomfortable. You're right, and that's a, that's actually a great word to use. Yeah, it mm. definitely makes it more palatable. Like I said, so that's why I, I wasn't disappointed. For me, no. I think, like I said, that's too strong. But like I said, I think no, I think you're right, and I think that that's intentional. I think you, I think that's a great point you bring up that with the inherent subject matter, they didn't, the, the filmmakers didn't feel the need to to push it any further than they did no so and i think that that like i said it, it but th- that's what it is but like i said i think it's an enjoyable film so i definitely uh check out the black phone like i said if you've seen sinister it's definitely not as dark as sinister uh, no. so that's probably a good that's a good marker since you have the mm. same filmmakers around that one so yeah so definitely if you're looking for something a little lighter and i hate i use that term loosely than sinister i think this this movie is a good one and like i said it was a you know short to the point told the story mm. with really good performances like i said uh gwen and on uh, about the performances as well yeah. as well as gwen's brilliant and you know you saying you enjoyed ethan hawks i found him quite actually quite scary in it with the mask and everything and his yeah. mannerisms his behaviors the way he spoke to the children he he was scary in it he was a good horror villain in it as well it's a strong horror villain character yeah, absolutely. No, let's get into that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've got almost passed over why I, what got me into the film to begin with. So yeah, the mask. I don't know, and I didn't really look into the, and I'll probably look into it after the podcast. Uh, the designers of the of the mask who designed them, they are creepy. Like and mm. like I said, you see the poster of it. It's and it is. It, it it draws you in. I think it was a very smart visual tool to use. Yeah. Like I said it got my attention um, when I first saw it, and then yeah, his performance is. It's 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 funny because he it's a great performance because he comes at it at which is which is the ones that are always more creepy to me. He's very when he first kidnaps Finney and puts him in the cellar, he's very friendly. Kind. Yeah, and very kind friendly, very kind. And, yeah. And like, you know, you know, things are gonna be fine, there's nothing to worry about. And and that makes it the worst because as an audience and as as a viewer of the movie, you already know this is gonna end badly. Yeah. So you've already you already know what's happened before because like I said they, they if you've seen the trailer you've seen it you know it's not like it's, a, it's you know what he does and you know mm. what the end game is with him but then yeah like you said it becomes it starts very friendly you know he he tries to and then he plays psychological games with him too which is more fast you know when he when he the one scene where he tells him I was about to let you go 
but you upset me. Like yeah. he was ever really going to let him go, you know? And, yeah. And, and it's that kind of cat and mouse game, that psychological game of, you know, the, you know, I'm not here to hurt you. You're not going to be, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. When he knows and the, and the kid knows, because the kid is old enough to know that everything is not going to be fine. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's scared. So, yeah, I thought that Ethan Hawke's performance was great, which I'm not surprised. Like I say, he's a, he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I'm not surprised that he delivers a great performance here. And, I, yeah, I think the performance is good. And then, and I don't want to give, and actually, when you find out, I don't want to give anything away because it's a little bit of a spoiler. So when you get, when this as the movie progresses and then you kind mm-hmm. of find out what he's actually been doing and how he's been doing it, uh, is is I was very fascinated with that aspect too. That was a great part of finding out kind of, the the what really was going on like when you really get the information about what 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 he's been doing and how he's been doing it uh so yeah i thought it was well done and 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 the abduction scenes were and and this is a thing was smart too and i think that's what set me up for thinking it was going to be darker because the 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 things that were actually uh, pretty disturbing to me and like i said when i have to, to anyone i think is they have a they show at the beginning of the film they show a couple of the scenes of a couple of the kids getting abducted and how he does yeah. it. and like i said they're not overly violent but you just you know it's scary because you know you see a kid helpless and then he, he, he snatches them up mm. and while they're not super violent they were super disturbing to me so and i and i thought that was a good way to set up you know kind of how serious this was and, and I, I enjoyed that at the beginning it was because it did it did it was disturbing in that way where you know you you kind of see what he was doing and then they kind of just left it at that so I think they were controlled in that as well but even with that though I think it was good to show that because it just kind of hit home you know what type of person he is yeah. um, and, and what he's capable of and what he's been doing so Again, I uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I got three and a half Van Goghs for, for the Black Phone. Uh, Neve ticks in a little bit lower at three out of five Van Goghs. So again, that's the Black Phone. That's directed by Scott Derrickson, co-written by Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill. Um, you have uh, Ethan Hawke, Mason Thames, uh, Madeline McGraw as Gwen, as we were talking about her performance, and again, Jeremy Davies as uh, their father. So again, thank you for listening to Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I want to thank Nee for coming on. It's always great to do, uh, one, it's always great to have somebody on the show with me. That's always a lot more fun when you can bounce uh, your ideas and your opinions off of somebody else. And if you are a regular listener to the podcast, remember, Neve always comes back every Halloween for one of my favorite episodes of the year during the Halloween um, special. And it's I can't believe it's already around yeah. the corner again. And uh, our tradition has been until we run out of them, and I think it's been a cool one, we review a John Carpenter film. Mm-hmm. and a newer horror film. So I think this year, and I think I've talked to Neve about it, I don't think we're going to change it. I think we're going to review, uh, I'm going to review The Fog, the John Carpenter mm-hmm. film. I've never seen that one. Have you seen that one? I think I have once. I'm, okay. As you've spoken about it now, I'm trying to remember it. I have mm-hmm. seen it about once. It's okay. I, it, yeah. All right. Don't, watch yeah, it again. yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, no spoilers. <laughs> don't tell me what you think about it. I don't even want to know until we record it. So we'll, yeah. we'll, I'll, I'll watch it and then you can rewatch it or if you know it enough, but we'll, we'll do the fog and then we'll do, we'll time it right because Halloween ends is coming out in October. So, yes. so yeah. we got to wrap up that cause we've done the first two already. So, mm. uh, we'll wrap up the Halloween, uh, this, this, at least this iteration or this reboot from David Gordon Green and, um, and Danny McBride. So that's coming out in October. So that's going to be our episode. So look out for that one. That's one of my favorite ones of the year. It's so much fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, Neve gives a great perspective. She's like I said, she's a horror movie expert. Um, I, I like horror movies. I like the horror movie genre, but she is an expert. That's why it's great mm. to have her on for these <laughs> shows. So before we go off the air, though, I want you to um, 
let me know what's cooking in the blog. What what do you have going on? Um, what's the latest one? What's the one you would want people to to check out if they've never checked it out before? Uh, my latest one from a few weeks ago uh, covered the death of a K-pop singer from the nineties, um, uh, Kim Sung Jae. He was found uh, dead in his hotel room under sort of mysterious circumstances. There's people that think it was his girlfriend at the time, but she was found like not guilty. There was a lot of this and that, and no one really knows like what happened to him. So that's worth checking out. It's a bit of a mystery. It's a nice sort of delve into the unsolved. I don't do a lot of unsolved, so that's been uh, quite interesting. Excellent. No, yeah, you don't really do that. I, I saw your post, and I have to read it. Actually, I haven't had a chance to read it, so I will check that one out. And as I stated at the beginning, check out her blog. It's uh, Like I said, it's what's great about it is um, if you don't have time – here's how I describe her blog. If you don't have time to watch an eight-episode true crime documentary on Netflix or you know hours and hours, mm. her, her blog is perfect because you get a bite-sized – and what I mean by that is you get a very well-researched, very concise, bite-sized version of the whole case, pretty much beginning, middle, and end. She does yeah. a great job. She's a great writer. And if it's a perfect blog if you are busy and you don't have a lot of time but still have an interest in these cases. Definitely uh, check them out. And I'm sure probably she's written this blog for quite a few years. I think I'm trying to remember. I think not – I'm sure if a few of her blogs, they've made other you know, television shows, podcasts about them. But if you mm. want the, the good – Reader's Digest version where you get all the facts and all the interesting elements, definitely check out her blog if you're a true crime buff. She's definitely great at it, and I, I enjoy reading it. Uh, and I'm busy, so it's hers is perfect because I can get on, pick one, read it, and it doesn't take long at all, and it's and it's an interesting, great read. Mm. So, so again, uh, tell everybody again where they can find it. Uh, well, you can find it at crimeinmypocket.com, but also, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well, at crimeinmypocket. There's updates on well, new posts and obviously new episodes I'm doing here and things like that as well. Excellent. And, of course, this podcast, Let Me Bend Your Ear, you can uh, follow the show also on Twitter, at Bend Your Ear Pod. That's also the handle for Instagram. And the handle for Twitch. You can watch this show live or on demand on YouTube, on Facebook, and you can watch it live on Twitch. If you want to email the show, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. And this audio podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. So just type in whatever app you use. Just type in Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. It should pop right up. And uh, again, this is where we discuss and review movies new and old. So again, I want to thank Neve so much for coming on. It's always great to talk to you, and it's great to get your perspective on these movies. So thank you again uh, for, for joining me. Yeah, and thank you again for having me on your again as well. It's always nice to catch up and chat horror movies. Absolutely. All right, everybody have a fantastic uh, 4th mm -hmm. of July. Uh, take care. I'll be back soon. Like I said, I'm going to be reviewing the next couple episodes. I'm going to review. I'm going to do a two for next week. I'm going to do uh, Doctor Strange because I just finally saw it. And then Jurassic Park um, Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion. So I'll do back to uh, just a double quick review on those two movies. I have quick thoughts on that one. And like I said, stay tuned and watch, uh, listen and listen and read Neve's blog and then listen for our Halloween show that'll be coming out uh, usually the week before Halloween. So we'll be definitely recording that and getting that out there for you there. All right, everybody take care. Have a fantastic week.